sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have you back. This is the Topanga Moon Podcast. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here and listening and joining us. I always like to describe the podcast as those cosmic conversations you would have out in the desert and under the stars. And today's episode is 100% that it is definitely something that you would want to be talking about out in the desert especially when a a lot of these experiences happen out in the desert so I'm starting a new series on the podcast called experiencers so it's the experiencers series it's kind of hard to say but I love the idea and concept behind you know people with different stories about their alien UFO experiences and I've done a lot of research on them because of the sci-fi script that I'm reading and just my own personal interest and I'll get into all of that today but I really wanted to do a a whole series so this will be a series in the solo episodes I will have interviews coming up very soon but I thought I would dive into this topic a little bit more just because it's something that I've been doing so much research on and I find these stories so intriguing and so incredible and amazing and it just couldn't have been better timing especially since the Pentagon just released the videos of the unidentified flying objects so I believe this is the first time that the government is like officially releasing these videos I mean a lot of things were unofficially um, talked about and reports done and you know shared throughout the community and different news outlets for many many years but I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but this could be the first time that it's been officially officially said so I thought okay wow that's amazing and I recently got a new tarot deck that um, just came in the mail I'm so excited it's so beautiful And right away, I knew this was the deck for me just because when I was pulling from it, I got, um, I pulled the same card twice in a row. And whenever that happens, I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, the message is really for me because the chances of that happening are so, so slim, especially when you're shuffling and pulling a card um, in a different way than you did the first time. So I knew that there was something really powerful about this deck um, on top of it being incredibly beautiful so I am now using the star child tarot deck by Danielle Noel and it's the Akashic Records one 
So it's really like otherworldly. There's so many beautiful images on it and like the colors are incredible. It kind of has that like, um, what's it called? It's like pinks and purples and turquoise, um, that whole like gem colors that I love and that I always use in Topanga Moon promo and all that kind of stuff. But it's just such a beautiful deck and so many incredible messages so when I was thinking about okay should I be releasing this series now should I be talking about something else maybe on the podcast today I was like okay why don't I just you know consult this new deck so this morning I was going through and I I was thinking about okay what what should I be talking about on today's podcast so I pulled from the deck and of course I pulled the star seed um, card, which is like the main and the first card in this deck. And before I pulled this card, the title that I wrote for this episode was Experiencer Series, Star Seeds, UFO Sightings, and the Mojave Incident. So, <laughs> I mean, that couldn't be a clearer confirmation that I needed to especially dive into the topic of star seeds today because I pulled the star seed card and out of like 79 cards I mean the likelihood is is just so slim for me to pull that exact card of the title that I just wrote down so I'm just so in love with this tarot deck and I did for this episode today pull a card for our community for anyone that's listening to this episode today So the card I pulled for you, and I'm going to read about it, it's the Knight of Cups. It's a feminine card, artistic, romantic, bearer of good news. The message is the arrival of great news, an invitation or an adventure. New experiences are on the horizon, ones that will emotionally nourish your soul and heart. The pursuit and manifestation of creative ventures or projects. Being able to identify the necessary steps to reach your goals love that I mean there's just so much amazing goodness in that message and I think we could all use some great adventures right now I don't know about you but (laughs) I'm really feeling the call to explore and do more traveling and been writing my list of where I want to go and and the next place that I want to go visit because I mean it this beautiful cosmic pause has been really enlightening and and so good for the soul but at the same time I think we're all ready to just go and explore so I think that's coming soon with the with this the introduction of this card so yeah um let's get into this series I'm so so excited about talking about this and going more in depth into this topic as it's something that I know intrigues me a lot and when it came to coming up with like solo conversations and topics for the podcast I started to really tap into the idea of how would a generator because I'm a generator in human design and by the way we might have a human design reader coming on the podcast soon just to let you know but um yes so I'm a generator in human design and the a major thing about generators is to kind of follow the pings of what you love, do things that really excite you, light you up, and follow 
the direction of that. And when it came to coming up with like episode, you know, episodes for the podcast, especially the solo ones, I just thought, okay, what do I love? What do I really get so excited to talk about? I'm just going to do that and um, and go from there and, and see how this series goes. So this is the experience or series. This is the first part. So it's going to be a little bit of an introduction into this series. I've done a lot of research into the topics today of star seeds, UFO sightings, and the Mojave incident. So I'm going to start with star seeds, which is a really cool topic and conversation i i don't remember the first time i actually heard about the term star seeds it was probably through you know a friend of mine or just coming across it through different readings that i've done on uh alien history and all that kind of stuff it's a little bit different in terms of certain people believing that they are star seeds coming from different star planet most agree that star seeds are traveling souls from other planets who incarnated on earth to inspire and heal human beings and to participate in the planet's evolution so they're really here to evolve help our civilization evolve through consciousness and higher awareness and higher vibration it's also possible that these star seeds are physical descendants of aliens from other worlds who traveled to Earth to be our planet's light workers. And according to channelers, star seeds are advanced spiritual beings from other planets and realms who possess spiritual and scientific knowledge that date back hundreds of thousands of years. It seems that while most star seeds are benevolent, beings who seek to help all living beings throughout all the realms of the universes some starseeds seek to control interplanetary resources for the benefit of their home planets and this is all coming from gaia.com just so you know so i love this idea that these starseeds star beings are interplanetary traveling souls i mean coming to this earth planet to incarnate to raise the consciousness bring love and higher vibration to evolve the planet to a more beautiful more loving place to live and to continue the um, human race here in a more positive connected oneness space so they're the true light workers of our world. They're here to elevate us. Which is really cool to think that if you're a star being, you have this beautiful mission. You have this beautiful purpose um, that you've come here to accomplish. And you chose to be here. You chose to incarnate to this planet. Now, if you think about this and how many stars are in our solar system our galaxy i mean 1 billion trillion stars in the observable universe and there's multiple galaxies and essentially an infinite number of stars that we could come from or different universes and galaxies with more advanced beings um it wouldn't be like implausible for this idea that we come from these other star systems. There's so many different ways to look at it and, and so much different 
combinations to really discover. But while that number is massive, imagine, you know, billions of realms and planets that are hidden from view. Imagine the distances we've yet to travel. Imagine what we don't know. Imagine what we could find. There's so many things to consider. And this topic is so exciting that we're starting to find these connections, find these beautiful threaded basically connections that we have with maybe different planets and this idea this larger idea of this oneness that we could be beings from other planets we could have these advanced consciousness within us these advanced systems that were we might not even be aware of yet so I think it's just so wild to think about and when we wonder about our origins we might consider that earth is one of many experiments you know during a time when collaborations of alien races seeded stars and planets to grow new worlds and when we die and then choose to reincarnate it seems we have many options traveling souls we not only have this planet to consider but maybe many other planets and the billions of galaxies, realms, universes within many continuums of space-time. It's in this way that our souls have birthed maybe a thousand times in a thousand different galaxies or different ways. And we might even be living simultaneously co-joined lives in a variety of places and within several space-time platforms. So maybe if we get rid of even this idea of time and our understanding of time and possibly the idea of the multiverse and living in different places all at the same time we could be other star beings in other star planets at the exact same time that are we have taken on this human consciousness and human being now how did we get this information uh it seems like kind of a crazy story or tale to think about where did this information come from why do people believe that they come from the stars it really comes down to the idea and concepts around uh, channelers and channeling this information specifically through the akashic records and these records comprise the energetic imprints of all of our intention thoughts emotions relationships creations and events ever to have occurred throughout every race in all the realms throughout all of the space time (laughs) so think of a massive library with an infinite number of resources at your disposal at any moment at any time any place in the world that's what the akashic records is we can access that um, and people are skilled at accessing these this almost like consciousness library where you can go in and really discover anything about any time any place and have all the information available to you and this is where people believe they started to discover this idea of star seeds and star systems now there are many different types of star seeds which i'm not going to go into all of them today because there are many and there's even within each type or category there's a whole explanation of of that specific star seed so there are beings like the indigo children or the crystal children the rainbow children which i'm not going to get into today there's just 
so many different types of star seeds. So the first one that I will discuss today is Syrian. And it comes from Sirius A and B. Sirius A is the brightest star. Its original inhabitants come from Vega in the Lyra constellation. And it's the supposed home of Earth's ancestors. Apparently that's where we all come from. (laughs) Uh, It is believed that uh, Sirius A gave us ascended masters like Jesus and Mother Mary. So that's one theory about Syrians. Then there are the Pleiadians, which is a very popular, and I would say most popular star being star seed that I've heard of to date. And they come from the Pleiadians, which is a star cluster known as the Seven Sisters. They are the record keepers for the Earth, and they exist within the fifth dimensional frequency, which is a higher frequency of love and vibration, and are a matriarchal society that elevates women, children, and families. The Pleiadians behave much like humans, except they are far more emotionally and spiritually evolved. Some might use their advanced skills to maneuver human beings, although most have come to Earth to help it expand its consciousness and evolve. So they're truly here as light workers, as light beings to help our consciousness and our planet evolve to a more beautiful, harmonious place. Then we have the Arcturians. These profound beings come from Arcturus, Arcturus, sorry, the most advanced civilization in our galaxy, some may say. They are also fifth dimensional beings and built a society that became the original prototype for how we live on Earth. I can't, I mean, that would be so wild to think that there was like another example of Earth out there somewhere that was kind of like a test for this Earth. (laughs) The Arcturians are emotionally and mentally advanced and were intended to be the spiritual shamans and healers for humanity and we have the andromedans and this is loving benevolent and telepathic race so if you have telepathic tendencies maybe you're from andromedan and is the spiral shaped Andromeda galaxy, otherwise known as MS31 or M31. And these beautiful beings have one mission to bring peace and love to the races enslaved by the reptilians. Not only are they heart centered, the Andromedans beings are also intellectually advanced and masters in all categories of science. This balance of the left and right brain gives the Andromedans a unique position in the universe. So they have both the creative and the scientific mind. And we have the lightworkers. And the lightworkers are really a larger category, I I believe, to all of the starseeds because all the starseeds are lightworkers in their own right. And the lightworkers are special souls from a variety of planets and realms who have agreed to incarnate to help Earth and the other worlds evolve. They always take births that up-level humanity and raise the consciousness of everyone around them. Their primary purpose is to spread kindness, goodness, and love to everyone living, every living being they meet. Lightworkers are not beholden to any planet, culture, society, or mission. They work solely for the light. Now we get to the Orions, which is really interesting because of all my research I've done on Orion's belt. And this is 
you know, part of this is in the script that I'm writing. So I find this one really interesting. The Orions will ask questions about every detail. I feel very connected to that myself. <laughs> They'll try to create living beings here on Earth who are based in the mind. They are obsessed with science and research and sadly lack an understanding of their hearts. The Orion's mission on Earth is to help improve the understanding of the value of science. Their personal group spiritual mission is to learn from the humanoids how to be more trusting and faithful. And then I want to talk about the Mintakins. And this is one that I haven't really read much about, but kind of came to me in a really serendipitous, synchronistic, beautiful way when I was with my friend Sarah, who gave me an energy healing session, and she mentioned that there was this alien race that wanted to work with me specifically for my writing, which was kind of amazing at the time because I was writing, and I am writing a sci-fi script, script. So this race, she didn't know the name of it. She just saw that they were from the water and kind of crystal clear aqua blue waters um, and she just said that they wanted to work with me, but she has never heard of them and they're not a very like popular one. So she didn't know the name. So cut to a couple days later and I am doing a podcast interview with my friend Marie and it's all about Kundalini and I'm telling her the story and I'm, I'm describing the, this like alien race to her and she stopped me and she's like, I know who this is. And she pulls out this card and I'm going to read from this specific deck, which is actually a creation by Danielle Noel and Rebecca Campbell. And it's this star oracle deck. And they are the Mintakins. And the Mintakins are a soul group who originated on a planet in the constellation Orion. They were first star beings to travel to Earth and believed to be the original lightworkers. The Mintakin's home planet is thought to have been a water world with water so pure they could see through it for miles. For this reason, Mintakins feel most at peace and at home when they are in or around crystal clear water, which is very true to me. <laughs> they are here to teach us to see the potential in everything and the, the light in all beings. And many Mintakins have an odd longing for home and struggle with feeling like they don't belong. And what was wild is when she gave me this card to look at and I read the description of it, which I just read now, I went home that night and I read on my first, the first page of my script and I actually, in this dialogue, talk about Orion's belt and name Mintaka, which blew my mind because I didn't know about this star being star system before that moment. It was something that obviously I was channeling at the time but didn't make the connection until long after it was written and I even forgot about it but I had this kind of nudge to go and look at the the first page of my script and there it was. I wrote out in Talkins so obviously they wanted to work with me which is just such a wild story. I love it. So whether or not you believe in star seeds or you believe you are one or you feel connected to any of the ones that I just mentioned, um, there's also more than that, just so you know. 
You can also evolve and transcend at any point in your life. I really believe that. And you don't need to go anywhere to do it. It can all come to you in an internal way. And I don't think you need to incarnate as a star being to eventually become one or feel connected or have a higher consciousness or basically transcend and see the world in a more harmonious, beautiful way. So that is my description of star seeds, which has been really fun to talk about. Um, yeah, let's get into UFOs. <laughs> this is what the series is all about. I've done so much research on UFOs in the past couple of months, and it's something that I'm sure, like me, if you're into UFOs at one point, you were into the show the x-files i think that was my first kind of recognition of this phenomenon when i was little i would sneak up to my parents room and they had a tv in their bedroom and i would always like i think it was like friday nights watch the x-files i loved it and sometimes it would make me scared because i was obviously younger and i was just obsessed with this show and that was like the first time i was really connected to this phenomenon of UFOs and then obviously later on learning about Roswell and um, different alien experiences happening in New Mexico eventually I did travel to New Mexico which is the basis of my script that I'm writing and just the energy and the feelings driving through New Mexico and just know like feeling that connection to aliens to ufos in that area is such a cool experience i loved it it feels alien like i mean new mexico is named the um the land of enchantment and it's so true it feels so enchanted it feels so and i, I mean i have those feelings too when i'm out in joshua tree in the desert and at the integratron especially just like that whole idea that at any moment you can I don't know, witness a sighting in the sky, which I've never actually had my own experience, but I'm so intrigued and have done so much research into this topic and I always love reading about it and listening to podcasts. So I think this is something that we're going to just see more of. I mean, the Pentagon just released videos of UFOs and I'm not sure if this is the first official official time that it's been released, but this just happened a couple of days ago. And I think we're going to be seeing more of this. I think more is going to be coming to light. People have already been intrigued There's by this topic for so many years. UFOlogists, UFOlogists, I don't know, I'll just get, <laughs> just grab that. But um, I mean, there's scientists and just enthusiasts and so many people that are obsessed with this topic, experiencers, and we have yet to scratch the surface of all of these interesting tales and accounts of UFO sightings and actual people who talk about their experiences. So let's get into the story of for this experiencer series. Today's experiencer is this account uh, called the Mojave Incident. And I first discovered this when I was doing some research on a top on this topic when I was looking into script ideas. I knew I wanted to do something with sci-fi and I read the story of the Mojave Incident. And 
This was later turned into a book that uh, by Ron Felber about the accounts of this one couple who were camping out in the Mojave Desert. And this story is just so wild to me and, and so intriguing and, and a major story in terms of UFO research and history um, and takes place in the 80s. And I was looking into this research and, and researching so many different stories, but this came way before I went to the Integratron and kind of got my own download to write my own specific fictional story, just so you know, uh, and which is completely different than this one. But it started the idea, it like planted the seed for me of what it would feel like, what, what it would be like to have an experience and all the different stories that are out there with people who have experienced these beings in different ways with different accounts and their similarities and some of them who are so fearful of what happened to them and others who have amazing and beautiful experiences and there's just such a wide range of of the experiencers and the tales that have been told so the Mojave incident um, is about Steve and Don Hess, a couple who wanted to do a peaceful camping getaway, which didn't turn out peaceful, <laughs> obviously, in the Mojave Desert. So they got a camper van, um, their kids were taken care of by their family, and on October 21st, 1989, they went out to the Mojave Desert for a beautiful camping trip. They went to a campground that was already full, so they found this other spot kind of off the beaten path, total isolation, beautiful scenery out in the desert, and they were enjoying this beautiful camping overnight adventure. And soon after they were in this area and set up camp for the night, they started to see several bright lights in the sky. And eventually they created this M formation. So they saw an M in the sky with these lights. And then soon after that, as they were looking at these bright white lights, they saw small red lights descending from these large white lights. So at first they thought, oh, you know, we're in this area that has a lot of military um, training and exercises going on, so it must be something to do with that, you know? I think most times when we see these odd things in the sky, we chalk it up to planes or military research or, you know, you always want to explain something that seems so unusual with a, a you know, a typical explanation. And it wouldn't be... That wouldn't be uncommon for this area. There's a lot of training camps in the desert specifically because it's so wide open and, and empty. And so a lot of military exercises and weird noises and all that kind of stuff regularly happen in these areas. But then the red lights started to advance toward them rapidly. So they started to see these red lights coming towards them. And then all of a sudden there were these elf-like creatures that they described all around them they were terrified and they ran into their camper and these beings followed them into the camper and surrounded them and they described that throughout the night these beings used a type of psychological control and they would get them to relive their worst and most traumatic experiences so they were controlling their minds 
and making this couple go through all of these awful traumatic things that have happened within their own life and they were basically controlling their thoughts and controlling their mind and this continued through the night until the couple started to pray and they used prayer to basically be released from the control of these aliens who then left so after this incident happened they returned back to their home and they told someone about what happened to them who suggested um a, a doctor to do a hypnosis regression for what happened so during a hypnosis session they both had they recounted the incident and said that they were taken onto a spaceship and they both described being examined and drugged via a strange device and also there was a murking on uh, dawn's neck and she she also described how she felt kind of like something was implanted into her which was super weird for her to describe during this hypnosis because when they came out of their hypnosis the doctor said is there anything else you want to share with me and dawn expressed that she was pregnant and later a year later gave birth to a daughter so very strange timing <laughs> and such a wild story but that is one story that was then later told in the book the mojave incident um based on these true accounts and it's yeah a wild experience or story so i thought that was just so interesting to even think of this idea of of like a psychological warfare that people can basically control these beings can control our mind possibly but yeah so that's one story in the experiencer series that i found really wild really interesting especially being out in the mojave desert because i've done so much travel there and it does have that like alien-esque feeling in that area so i'll be bringing more stories of experiencers and people who have experienced other ufo sightings um, on this series called experiencer and yeah, if you love this episode, please share it with your community. Uh, it really helps me out to spread the word of the Topangamon podcast. Uh, and anytime someone rates and reviews on iTunes, it helps other people to find the podcast. If you want to talk to me about this episode, if you want to just send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to talk to you about this. If you're really into this topic and you want to hear more, if you have a story suggestion for me, I would love to hear it. If you have your own experience, I would love to hear it. (laughs) I think that would be amazing to bring real life experiencers onto the podcast. And I also want to let you know that I have a Patreon page and I haven't done much with it, but I plan to do, I promise. You can go check that out and become a supporter and and sponsor of the podcast if you really love everything that I'm creating. It truly does help me and I I have all these beautiful plans to expand. So that would, I would be, I'd be so grateful for any contribution or any help when it comes to that so i have a patreon page which you can find on if you just look up topanga moon on patreon or on the main page of topangamoon.com so i hope you enjoy this episode i'm gonna have more experiencer tales for you in the coming episodes and i have some beautiful interviews for the podcast soon i hope you have a really beautiful magical mystical day and until next time this is the topanga moon podcast